It takes a humble mind and a curious spirit to go past the hubris that ignorance and knowledge bring. Through questions, specific concerns are addressed, doubts are dissolved, and understanding is achieved, which is the goal of this podcast. We believe asking questions provides one of the quickest and most precise routes to understanding, which translates into the correct execution of actions and the attainment of desired outcomes. This is where Solomon Ray comes in. Solomon Ray is a prolific Bible teacher, executive leader, advisor and sponsor. Known for his love for Jesus Christ and people, wisdom and unique incursions into God's word to provide relevance, clarity and understanding for personal leadership and a more productive life in Christ Jesus through every area of life. We trust this podcast will help you provide clarity to the burning questions you've been harboring all these years. Let's delve into the podcast and listen attentively as Solomon Ray brings clarity, insight and understanding to some questions. Take a listen. Good morning, sir. My question goes thus. The Bible has asked us not to love the world or be friends with the world. But how can a Christian practicalize this in today's world? Hello, good day. Thank you very much again for being part of yet another episode of your favorite show, Ask Solomon Ray. It's always a pleasure to be with you and it's always a pleasure to answer your questions and to bring some clarity to some hard sentences that you might have in your life and even in your spiritual walk with God and how you can manifest that relationship that you have in Christ in everything that you do. And I want to thank all of you who have been contributing so far by asking your question trusting us so that god can use us to answer your questions and uh, we are so happy that so far you've been getting value out of it we get your feedback and uh, all that you contribute in making sure that this show is as productive as it can be Thank you very much again to all the previous people who have asked your questions, Shana, Edith, um, Cornelius, and the like. So thank you very much. God bless you all. And also to thank all of you listening from Cameroon, Yaoundé, Boya, Bamenda, to the U.S., Texas, and many other uh, cities within that confine, which I might not be at liberty to mention now, in India, Sweden, Belgium, the U.K., several listeners from the uk and several listeners from belgium as well you guys rank like third or fourth in the ranking list in terms of the listeners for this show thank you very much from ireland to the uae i really want to thank all of you without you we wouldn't be having this show run and to know that you guys are there listening and this show is having that impact cross all over the world that's the reason why we are doing this so once more thank you and please just so we amplify the resonance of this show and this episode and every other episode following as we listen when we get value let's leave a review in spotify or apple podcast the q a section you can tell us what and how the episode or the show has been relevant to you every episode has that and also share with your friends and family that's going to multiply the effect it's not about making the show great it's about sharing the word there might be someone who is just in need of the 
the right words that each episode might bring. So when you're listening, listen for yourself and also have someone in mind that you can share with. Thank you very much again. And without further ado, let's go into our question for the week today. So our questioner Larinda is asking, how can we Christians today practicalize this into this world? That's a very good question, Larinda, and thank you very much again for your contribution. I must say this is a very interesting question, an important one at the same time. But the first thing I want to kind of address is to let us know what the world is not. We are going to define what the world is in context with the scripture. One thing the world is not is the world in that context. When they say love not the world or don't love the world don't be worldly what the world there is not is the world is not a certain type of dressing the world is not smoking and drinking the world is not the things that we might normally think that represents or pertain to the world that's not what the bible is talking about the world the world there from that scripture which says love not the world neither the things that are in the world for if anyone love the world the love of the father is not in him and you can find every verse or every Every scripture I'm going to make allusion to in the show notes. So please, as you're following this episode, you can go to the show notes and you will see all the relevant Bible verses which have made reference to in this episode and every subsequent or even past episode. Use the show notes, please. So the word world in that Bible verse makes allusion to the way of life of man, the way of life of the fallen man, the way of life of fallen humanity. It's not like the mass, the world, the earth is problematic. It is the people who live on it that make the governing systems that make up how the world operates, how things work and things operate in the world. So the way of life of fallen man, the way of life of fallen humanity, that's what the Bible talks about or refers to as the world. Very important. The world, therefore, is the ungodly multitude the whole mass of men alienated from God and therefore hostile to the cause of Christ. The way these people orchestrate their lives, the way they live their lives, the way they lead their lives, the way they do business, the way they do marriage, the way they raise their children, the way they carry out themselves in unfolding their lives, the way of life of fallen man. And that's what the Bible refers to as the world. Is a system of thought, a system of action, a way of life of a particular species, the fallen humanity. So, we are going to read some verses to understand what this way of life is from the Bible perspective. The way of life of fallen humanity. What are the features? What are the characteristics of this way of life? And let's go straight into Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 to 8. Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 to 8 from the message translation. And we'll read. Remember, every verse we make allusion to is in the show notes. Please go to the show notes. Colossians 3 verses 1 to 8 from the message translation. So I read. So if you are serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. 
So let me first end here. This is the first portion. So this is from verses 1 to 3. Here he's talking about there's a new life we have. It's called the resurrection life. It's called the life of God. When we have this life, we have to be focused on where Christ is and the things that hover around him. Because that's where the action is. The action is not about the things right in front of us, our desires and personal stuff. It's about Christ and the things that matter to him. Let's continue verses 3 to 4 your old life is dead your new life which is your real life even though invisible to spectators is with christ in god he is your life when christ your real life remember shows up again on the earth you show up too. the real you the glorious you meanwhile be content with obscurity like christ now we are going to the part where we are looking at the features of the way of life of fallen man from verses 5 to 8 now and that means killing off everything connected with that way of death sexual impurity so we are looking at the features that constitute the way of fallen humanity. Sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like it, and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. Summarily, that's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. The features of the way of life of fallen humanity is sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, inordinate affection, that's lust, inordinate affection for anything else apart from God. Doing whatever you feel like, whenever you feel like it. You are the master of your life. Nobody tells you what to do. Even God cannot tell you what to do. You are the master and the God of your life. You do what you want and you don't care about the repercussions. You don't care about what God thinks. You don't care. Those are the features of the fallen man. And grabbing whatever attracts your fancy covetousness at the highest level whatever you see is what you want you see a big mansion that your life is about grabbing those things you can clothe it in all kinds of names and you know you are doing business you're an entrepreneur and there's nothing wrong with those things you're doing business you're an entrepreneur you're going for all those things career is ever shining and ever blossoming but the underlying motive is there is something you want to grasp there's something in your mind there's something that you want to get by doing all those things it can be houses it can be cars fast cars it can be large mansions those things are not bad but in the way of life of the fallen humanity that is the pursuit but god is saying that should not be our pursuit remember when he said don't worry about what you eat drink or wear or where you sleep focus first on the kingdom and god's righteousness and all these things will be added which means our pursuit in the kingdom of god is not about building houses it's not about having those mansions which we will have and which we already have but it's not about that those things are a byproduct our main pursuit is christ and the things that hover around him so the summary that kind of tells us or describes the way of life of the fallen humanity is a life shaped by things and feelings a life shaped by things and feelings your life is determined by getting things and feeling nice so you see it's very important that we understand this because i'm going to give you some tips on what to do to practicalize not loving the world but first we have to understand what the world means we have to understand what the world looks like we have to understand what the world represents before we can know how to not leave it out it's very important i could have just gone straight and tell you one two three don't do like this but that will not solve the problem i'm a teacher and i understand the nuances we have to understand the source like what miles Monroe said of blessed memory that if the purpose of a thing is not known abuse is inevitable 
we have to understand the why and the how of everything before we can know how to go to the what. And this way of life of fallen man, it portrays itself more evidently. Let's read 1 John chapter 2 from verses 15 to 17. 1 John chapter 2 from verses 15 to 17 from the message translation. And here we will see vividly how the Holy Spirit is kind of detailing the things that make up the world. Don't love the world's ways. Remember, it's 1 John chapter 2 from verses 15 to 17 from the message translation. And it reads, Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's good. Love of the world squeezes out the love for the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world. Wanting your own way. Number one, wanting everything for yourself. Number two, wanting to appear important. Has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from Him. I'll read again. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out the love for the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world. Number one, wanting your own way. Number two, wanting everything for yourself. And number three, wanting to appear important. Has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from Him. So, according to this verse, what are the offshoots of the way of life of the world? the way of life of fallen man is number one the lust of the flesh and here's about the self-life living for yourself living for your desires your purposes your plans you are the god of your life nobody tells you what to do what you want to do is what you will do you don't care about what god says you don't care about what everybody says you don't care all that matters to you are your desires your plans your purposes the lust of the flesh so I'm coining them according to how King James will coin them. The lust of the flesh. So that's wanting your own way. The lust of the flesh. Number two, the lust of the eyes. Covetousness and greed. So that's the lust of the eyes. It speaks about covetousness and greed. How does this manifest? It's using people to get the things you want and using people to make you feel happy i repeat the lust of the eye it talks about covetousness and greed and how does this manifest it's about using people to get the things that you want and using people to make you feel happy when they will ask you for example why do you want to get married and you say you want to get married because he makes you happy why do you want to get married i want to get married because i'm looking for someone who will clean the house i'm looking for someone who will take care of the home i'm looking for someone who will cook food when i return home that's the lust of the eye covetousness and greed those are very wrong premises on which you should get married just on a side it just came to me the third thing is the pride of life wanting to appear important the drive to want to be important by own strength the pride of life and how does this manifest the craving for self-importance through wealth accumulation and achievements the craving for self-importance through wealth accumulation and achievements i'm not saying wealth accumulation and achievements are bad please what i'm saying and what the bible is saying is that's the drive of these people so we communicate that to relay our importance this person i am 200 million francs rich i am 200 million dollars rich and we showcase it everywhere and we get people to write articles about it because we want to show the world that we are here we are that important 
the drive to make yourself look important, the pride of life. And the pride of life only happens when you have achievements. When you have achievements in career, in business, personal life, this is the thing that can easily drive you, the pride of life. You want to look important. And are we not seeing that in our world today? Social media has made that to be very easy. We take pictures and we put on our status and say, to God be the glory. But what we really mean to say is that look at me. Look at how I'm glowing. Look at how I'm well-dressed. There is that craving in man. There is that craving in human beings that want to appear important, want to be the man, want to be the woman. And that is a feature of the way of the world, of the way of fallen man, of the way of humanity. The craving, the pride of life, wanting to appear important. So because of that, now we strive to get money, accumulate it, and have achievements in whatever domain. So that's the world the way of humanity and how does this manifest it manifests through three basic things the loss of the flesh wanting to live for yourself and by yourself your life your desires your purposes your plans your pleasures that's what matters to you and that becomes the motivating factor for why you live your life to achieve your dreams and your desires number two the loss of the eye wanting to grasp everything that you see using people to get what you want and using people to feel good using people to get what you want and using people to feel good in the kingdom is the reverse we use things to get people but in the world we use people to get things because remember it is a life shaped by things and feelings in the kingdom is a life shaped by god for people but in the world it's a life shaped by things and feelings the goal is to get things and to feel happy so they will tell you the purpose of life is to be happy. It's not the purpose of life. Happiness is not something you chase after. Happiness is a byproduct that comes or that happens after you've done what you were meant to do. No one has ever chased after happiness and caught it. It's not possible. So let's look now how can we practicalize? How can we as Christians now practicalize this knowledge by not loving the world? How can we not love the world now? as christians with this understanding and i'm going to give you like three or four things that we have to do number one is you have to accept jesus christ as lord and savior i repeat larinda i'm sure of it you are a christian born again and believing in christ but now this podcast and even this episode and every episode we have people listening from all over the world and i don't know people's spiritual standing so i have to really go from the root go from the root before we can build and come forward so the first thing is to accept jesus christ as your lord and savior that's the first thing and you'll say but why is that it's because we cannot escape from our humanity by our own strength it's not possible we're born from it it's only when you accept christ as your lord and savior you're born again that you escape the corruption of the flesh you escape the corruption of human nature and you step into the nature of god and the life of god therefore you have the power the ability to live above the human nature out of christ you can't am i saying anyone who is a christian and born again is by default not living the human nature no by the way most christians are still living the human life not because they are bad but because we've not been taught that in christ we move from being humans to spirit to having the human nature to the nature of god We've not been taught largely. So because we've not been taught, most of us are still working in our humanity. And that's why we keep finding a lot of interference or a lot of like discrepancies in our Christian work. Because 
our human nature cannot produce God's righteousness. In fact, if you've listened to the past episode, the human nature is an enemy to the spirit. Whatever human nature wants and what the spirit wants are always in opposite direction. So the way out of the human nature, the way out of our humanity, which is a gift at the same time and it's a curse, is to be born again. Because being born again gives you access to the life of God and the nature of God. And you can now flow from that level of life and living, ceasing to operate as a human being, ceasing to operate from human nature. That's number one. Number two, you have to decide. I'm very particular about words. The first one I say accept. Number two, you have to decide to live for Jesus Christ, his purposes and course. You remember our first passage we read, 1 Colossians 3, 1 to 8. And it says, this is Paul writing to Christians. Colossians 3, 1 to 8. I'll just read from verses 1 to 3 or 1 and 2. 1 Colossians 3, 1 and 2 from the message translation. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life in Christ, act like it he's talking to christians those who believe in christ but he's still telling that if you're serious about living this new life act like it it means they were not serious about it and they were not acting as they wanted to live they were comfortable in their humanity they were comfortable being cameroonians they were comfortable being bakosi people they were comfortable being indians comfortable being americans comfortable being just human they were not interested i've been saying this thing for a very long time and i see this often when i say this thing and i say god is calling us out of every tongue and tribe and he's calling us out of our human nature to live his life from his nature and his word i find a lot of resistance because the strongest hold that humans have is their culture that's the strongest hold what we call in the bible strongholds fortified ideas and thoughts is people's cultures my african culture my cameroonian culture my Bakosi culture. Bakosi is one ethnic group in Cameroon from the southwest region. My Bansor culture, my Bamlike culture, all these Bamlike and Bansor, they are ethnic groups in, in the northwest and the west region respectively. My American culture, my Chinese culture, my Indian culture, my Swedish culture, my English culture. That's the strongest hold that God is finding it difficult to have Christians do away with. And that will be a key factor to how God uses us in this generation going forward. Mark my words, in this generation going forward, we have to die to our humanity. When God says that the price for all of him is death, unless a seed of corn falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. If we don't die to ourselves... When we die to ourselves, what does that mean? The person who was born in America in 1984 or in 1980 or in 1990 or in 2000 has died. Therefore, Solomon Ray is dead. Solomon Ray was born in Douala. Solomon Ray was born by this parent is dead. Now the person who is living is no longer Solomon Ray. So Solomon Ray has no right to be expressing his desires, his purposes and his plans because Solomon Ray had died. So Paul will eloquently say it like this, I live but not I, but Christ lives in me. So it's not I, Paul, who lives. I've given Christ access to my body and Christ is the one piloting my body and living his life through me. Paul is writing to these Christians because they were not serious about living this restoration life. Like many of us Christians today are not serious about living the life that God has for us. The Christian life is the God life. It's not you plus Christ. It is you dying to yourself, dying to your origins, dying to your nature and allowing Christ to live his life through you. 
in him we live and move and have our being in him we live and operate and function and have our identity it's christ who determines who you are when you die to yourself he now determines who you are he determines where you are from and he determines your culture which is his culture christ never once said he was from bethlehem or from nazareth he always said i'm from above he was so conscious of this fact so Paul is writing to these Christians. My point is I want to show you that because you are born again doesn't mean that by default you are living the God life. So let's go back to Colossians 3, 1 and 2. So if you are serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. You see? Remember our point here is decide to live for Christ, his purposes and cause. So Paul is saying that if you are serious about living this resurrection life, act like it so you act like it by doing what by pursuing the things over which christ presides pursuing the things that matters to christ pursue the things that matters to god what is the purpose of jesus christ do you know that do we know that what's his purpose his purpose you can find it in the lord's prayer our father who was in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven the purpose of jesus christ is to transpose the culture of the kingdom of god down into the realm of the earth to in quotes colonize the earth with the kingdom culture of god that's the purpose so it's beyond just feeding the poor it's beyond just making the world to be a better place it's about a transference of culture which means we have to embrace that culture so that we can bring it down and manifest this culture in our business and everything we do pursue the things over which christ presides don't shuffle along eyes to the ground absorbed with the things right in front of you look up don't focus your eyes down cars mansions men women sex don't focus your eyes on the ground look up that's what he says look up and be alert to what is going on around christ don't be alert to what's happening in the world the latest trend of course i love to dress you love to dress we all love to dress and to dress is good responsibly but he's saying here that that is not our drive so look up and be alert at what is going on around christ that's where the action is see things from his perspective that is living the god life so decide to live for jesus christ his purpose and his course doing the will of god let me share two scriptures to kind of highlight why this is so important to Christ. Mark chapter 3 from verses 31 to 35. Mark chapter 3 from verses 31 to 35 from the English Standard Version ESV. And it says, And his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside they sent to him and called him. 32. And the crowd was sitting around him, and him there is Jesus Christ. And the crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you 33 and he answered them who are my mother and my brothers 34 looking about at those who sat around him he said here are my mother and my brothers 35 for whoever does the will of god he is my brother and sister and mother it's so important the will of god living for christ most christians are born again but have not decided by god's grace i teach a lot young people and i've taught a lot of them and i have a lot of them by his grace who look up to me as his mentor spiritual father spiritual leader and i can tell you firsthand not just from all that i've encountered through my teachings and even my one-on-ones and even my group talks with those to whom my voice matters is that many Christians are born again, but not everyone has decided to live for Christ. 
when you came to the altar to give your life to Christ, by default, it meant deciding to live for him. But because being born again has become a ritual and a religious norm, we have lost the purpose behind the born again experience. So you have to decide to live your life for Christ. I had decided many years ago. So you have to decide to live your life for Christ, for his purposes and his course. And I've stated his purpose. The purpose of Jesus Christ is to transfer the culture of the kingdom of heaven, the way of life of God in the earth. God's way of life in every man and on earth. It's very important. Most Christians don't know that is the purpose of Jesus Christ. You have to know that. And you have to be involved with everything that you have. With your body, your mind, your resources, your time, your skills and competences. In and through everything that you do, this should be your motivation. This should be your drive. If you listen to the previous question, question 7, your dream, your desires become to contribute, to work with Christ and the Holy Spirit to make sure that the world comes under the total influence of Jesus Christ and the way of life of God. So we are still discussing how not to love the world. So what should we do in order to not love the world? That's the second one. So we are still on the point, decide to live your life for Jesus Christ, his purpose and cause doing the will of God. We read Mark chapter 3 from verses 31 to 35 from the ESV. Now let's read 1 John chapter 2 from verses 15 to 17 from the message translation. Don't love the world's ways. So I'm reading from that passage from the message translation this time for emphasis. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's good. Love of the world squeezes out the love for the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from Him. Now this is my call in this verse. The world and all is wanting, wanting, wanting is on its way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. Whoever does what God wants, in other translations, they will say, whoever does the will of God will live forever. Which means, if you want to find your way out of the world, out of worldliness, is not to live for yourself, is not to live for your desires, is to first be born again, live your life above your humanity, living your life from God's nature and life through his word and number two deciding to live for christ that becomes an advocate for the purpose of christ in every man's life and in every structure and system therefore making the world it's very important we understand this place number three therefore dedicate your life to revealing jesus christ in your life and through everything you do this is a very important point and we cannot reveal jesus christ without coming to the knowledge of the culture of god the culture of heaven and that will require that we are transfigured. We have a change of mind. We change our way of thinking from Solomon Ray's mindset to the mindset of Christ. How does Christ think? Why does he do what he does? What motivates him to live his life this way? Christ said, my meat is to do the will of him who has sent me and to finish his work. That's his mindset. So I should have that mindset. My mindset is about doing the will of God in my life and to finish his work. My mindset is to contribute, to be a contributor with Christ and the Holy Spirit to make sure that God's culture is predominant and dominates in the earth and in the lives of every man. Beyond just them being born again and soul winning, it's about raising them to become Christ, to become the very image 
of Jesus. It's very important. So here now in this point, Jesus Christ becomes your motivation and your message and not you. Still, I find many of us Christians have our message to be us. Now through our career and through our businesses, through our marriages, through our relationships. What's your message? Don't say my message is Christ. What's your message? Here, when you dedicate your life to revealing Jesus Christ in your life and through everything you do, it means Jesus Christ becomes your motivation and your message. You're using your business to release the image of Christ. You're using your career to release the image of Christ. You're using your office to release the character of Christ. You're using your marriage to release the character of Christ. You're using your office as father to release the character of Christ to your wife, to your children. You're using your office as a mother to release the image and the character of Christ to your husband and to your children. You're using your office as CEO to release the life of Christ to your staff members and to the stakeholders. You as a secretary, you're using your office to release the image, the values and the culture of Christ to your boss and to every other collaborator. Christ becomes your message. Jesus become your message. I have a course I'm working on personal branding but not personal branding that you can find around. What image are you projecting? Because personal branding is about projecting a particular image. What is that image you're projecting? Is it Christ or is it you? Are you trying to curate your CEO image? Are you trying to curate your manager image? Are you trying to curate your image as Solomon Ray? in your personal brand or are you trying to curate and to make sure the world sees Jesus Christ through your body and your actions and your words so don't think these are just things we all do no if you're not taught methodically on these things you might think that you're doing it I might think I'm doing it but that's not the case so let's read Galatians chapter 5 from verses 24 to 26 from the TLB those who belong to Christ have nailed their natural evil desires to the cross and crucified them there if we are living now by the Holy Spirit's power let us follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our lives 26 and the last then we won't need to look for honors and popularity which leads to jealousy and hard feelings this is amazing galatians 5 24 to 25 from the living bible translation those who belong to christ have nailed their natural evil desires to his cross and crucified them there why should we nail our desires which the bible call evil is because it stems from the human nature and there is nothing from the human nature that is good from scripture there's nothing from human nature which is good nothing every desire that stems from human nature is evil because it's either seek to promote your own way, it's either seeking to have things for yourself, it's either seeking to use people to have your own way and to feel happy and nice about yourself, or it's either wanting to make itself important. Those three things. So he's saying that those who belong to Christ have nailed their humanity and his desires to his cross and have nailed it there. Verse 25. If we are living now by the Holy Spirit's power, let us follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. As CEO, as secretary, as intern, as business person, as entrepreneur, as father, as mother, as president, as first lady, as prime minister, as minister, as director. You let the word have its meaning, have its way in everything you do. That's how you release the life of Christ, the life of God in every activity that you're involved in. And finally, if we allow the Holy Spirit through the word to have access to our bodies and live the life of Christ through our bodies, we will not need to look for honors and popularity. Remember, the third way that the world is manifesting is the drive to feel important, the pride of life, people seeking for honors and popularity. But you won't need to do that as a son of God. 
because Christ is your message. Your mind is to elevate Christ. As John said, I must decrease and he must increase to the point where I decrease and come to the point zero. I'm dead and Christ is a hundred percent. I don't live, but Christ lives in and through me. So in my company, I'm not just doing things according to how business is done by business schools, which is not bad, but I'm doing business. It's my platform to release the life of Christ. It's my platform to operate my business according to the kingdom culture of God. So the final thing that we have to do, therefore, it goes without saying, is to showcase the fruit of the spirit, the values and character of Jesus Christ. That's the thing. That's how not to live according to the world. So you see that not living according to the world is not about not drinking or not going to the nightclub or wearing long dresses or tying your hair or not doing your hair or not putting product on your hair. It's far beyond that. So those of you who are listening from out of Africa, you know, the Africans have a different hair format. So the trend now is to use a different like Western hair or to denature your natural hair for it to look different. And to many Christians in this part of the world, when you do that, you're being worldly. So you've seen from this point we've mentioned here, that has little to do with being worldly, very little to do with it. So showcasing the fruit of the spirit, we all know the fruit of the spirit, right? So love, kindness, gentleness, loving kindness, faithfulness, temperance, and all those things, we are manifesting the fruits of the spirit. Let me recap. So what is the world? The world is not drinking and dressing. I'm not saying you should drink or dress or, but I'm saying that when you're not doing that, don't think you are not doing what the world is doing because it's far beyond that. It's not about the external show of things. It's about the nature of man. That's what the world means. It comes from man's nature. So what is the world? The world is not dressing and drinking and all of that. The world is the way of life of humanity. And we said this way of life manifests itself into promiscuity, impurity, the desire for wealth, the crave to do whatever thing you want to do, whenever you want to do what you want to do, and wanting to have everything for yourself. I'm basically summarizing these three points, the loss of the flesh, the self-life living for yourself, the loss of the eye, covetousness and greed, using people to get things and people to make you happy, and three, the pride of life, wanting to appear important, so going after worth accumulation and personal achievements. So how, therefore, do we practically not love the world? It's number one, to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because it's only through the new birth experience that you are giving the power to live beyond your humanity, living the life of God through his nature and his word. Number two, deciding to live for Jesus Christ, his purpose and his cause, doing the will of God. Now your drive is not to be the best, to build the biggest company and just because you want to make yourself feel great, but you want to build the biggest company because you want to use as a platform to showcase the life of Christ, living for him, for his purposes and for his cause. And his cause is to transfer the culture of God from heaven into the earth and through every man. And number three, dedicate your life to revealing Jesus Christ in your life and through everything you do. And here it is making Jesus Christ to become your message, the message of your life and not you. Christ becomes your personal brand and not you and not the office of the CEO or not the office of the country director or director or president or minister. Christ, Jesus, becomes your personal brand and showcasing the fruit of the Spirit 
the values of Christ. So this not showcasing Christ become your personal brand. So your life becomes about showcasing the values of Christ. That's how he becomes your message, his values, his character. This has been a very exciting one. Thank you very much again, Larinda, for your question. And I really hope that you listen to this again and again. Not just Larinda, all of you and myself, I listen to these episodes over and over because I will not assume that I'm the one talking. It's God talking through me. So I listen to this man that God is using to speak and myself, I learn from it a lot and I practice it and I make changes to my life. So thank you very much again for listening. And let me just give this short kind of tidbits. Please make sure you use the Q&A section to interact with us. Let us know how the episode has been of help to you, what you've learned, and even what you plan on doing. Just feel free. And we're going to publish it in the Spotify so it appears and people can always see what people are saying. And also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review, a four-star, five-star, whatever you think that this show is worth and this episode is worth. Leave us a review and leave us a comment, please a comment tell us how the podcast has been helpful what you've learned and what you plan to do and please i said as you're listening listen for yourself number one and also listen with someone in mind your family members your friend your best friend your wife your husband your children you can listen to it as a group share with them they can listen let this word go around because one thing that christ told me about the spirit is if my people are not prepared to meet me, then they are going to lose everything they have worked for. Remember, nothing that comes out from human nature is good to God. The strong message in this last move of the Spirit is about living beyond our humanity, living the life of God, His nature through His Word. So thank you very much and consider giving. There's the link there, please you give. And if you encounter any difficulties, there's a different link there to contact me through WhatsApp. You can click on that link and you write to me. Maybe if you are having difficulties in your giving, always let me know or the team. When you write, the team is going to respond. And if I need to come in, then I'll come in. So thank you very much. God bless you. And I believe in you. All these things that God is relating in and through this show and this episode, don't take it lightly. I believe in you. And all what you're hearing, there's somebody that God is wanting you to become. And when you become that person, you become a savior to your family, a savior to your friend, a savior to your cosmates, a savior to your community, a savior to your country, a savior to the continent in which you live, a savior even to the world, a savior to your professional community, accounting community, business community, a savior. Thank you very much. I've been Solomon Ray, Ngoleswe. Always a pleasure. Signing out. Cheers. Bye-bye. trust this episode was instructive and that you've learned a thing or two, please feel free to send in your questions using the Q&A button if you're on Spotify or use the link in the show notes below if on Apple Podcast or any other player. Getting value from this podcast, consider doing the following steps. Step 1. Leave a review after the show notes below. And step 2. Share with your friends and loved ones via your social media platforms. Also, consider showing some love by supporting us by giving towards the development of other programs using the appropriate link in the show notes as well. Do you want to share a personal message with Solomon Ray? For your testimonials and message of gratitude, use the appropriate link in the show note below to send your voice note. We truly love you and believe in you and the person you are becoming in Christ Jesus.
Till then, have a blessed day ahead. And remember, Jesus Christ is counting on you to influence your world for him. God bless you.